Welcome to Blanket and Covers, the show where we cover the covers. My name's Danny Goetz, and with me, as always, is John Trainer. What's up, John? Hey, Dan. How are you doing? Oh, I am. I am great. <laughs> we just talk about Dan's feeling. Yeah, just was, starting to feel better. This is the most sarcastic I've ever said it on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll probably come through in my voice a little bit. It keeps frying out on me uh, every now and then. So just <laughs> giving the listeners a heads up that uh. If you you didn't get the sentence, it's because I couldn't get it out. So it's it's not it's not you, it's me. I'm doing my best. <laughs> yeah, John, what are we uh what are we doing this week? Yeah, we are we are gonna do our best to cover satisfaction. I can't get no satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. There's like a million covers. We had to cut this down really brutally, like right to the end. Yeah. And we still have like 27 songs to share. So yeah. it's going to be I'm still super saying 26. Fun. That one is not something I want to share. It's just something 27. that exists <laughs> and we have to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I can't wait. I can't. This is, this is another one that I've been, I've been kind of preparing for, for a long time. So I have like, I don't know, we had to cut it down from like, 80 or something oh yeah this list was uh, uh, one of our biggest all of recent memory <laughs> yeah yeah so uh yeah this is gonna be a really fun one i'm so excited i'm not a huge rolling stones fan like i like some songs but i'm not a huge fan are you you're a big rolling stones fan right i've been getting more into them i um shout out to the the podcast get in the garage they had me on to do a rolling stones song draft and oh. it's it's not like me to enter into that type of uh, event without seeing the entire menu. So I, I basically, <laughs> up up until they're like kind of 90s and 2000s, very kind of you know, whatever, boring yeah. stuff. Although I hear their new album's great by all the really? people who you'd expect to say it's great. So it's hard Rolling to know. Rolling Stone gives yeah. it five stars. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so I... I I I've heard just about all the Rolling Stones album tracks, and I'm probably about you know like seventy five percent on them, which is a great hit ratio. That's, that's a great a, that's hit really ratio. High. But the ones I don't like, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and I mean, it, you told me one to listen to that I really liked a lot. It was I was earlier this year. I, I know which one you're talking about. Well, I have I have a couple. Clean the buttons. Yeah, that's that's my favorite one. That is by far my favorite one. I loved it. It it's such a good album. This one is not on that album. <laughs> <laughs> this is the big. Isn't this wait? Is this Let It Bleed? It's on Out of Our Heads from 1965, which you know in the the scheme of Rolling Stones, it's like. You know, play with fires on here that's a great song i'm, I'm pretty sure I, I drafted that one i i tended to draft a lot of songs that sounded a lot like play with fire that kind of like baroque stones okay which i didn't know that was the term for it until i kept drafting very similar songs and they were like you really like that like baroque period and i was like you guys know your <laughs> shit i guess <laughs> it's a great show <laughs> but uh let, let's jump into the covers because uh the the less said about the Rolling Stones themselves, the better. Although I just saw the uh, Little Richard documentary, and they like openly and actively credit Little Richard with like 
introducing them to what rock and roll should look like because hmm. like a lot of british bands were very like straight laced and buttoned up and then one of their first tours was with little richard and they were like oh we could also do that though instead <laughs> that's so awesome a lot of, little like, richard the, is awesome oh yeah that documentary while very redundant is fascinating yeah i it, what's it called i haven't heard of it it's on max i forget what the subtitle of it is but it's just a little richard documentary cool but we're not talking about Little Richard, although I'm sure <laughs> there's a lot of Little Richard versions of a lot of Rolling Stones Someday. things out there. But we are kicking it off with one of the greatest voices of all time. And it's one of the few where when people say that, I actually agree wholeheartedly. It is Aretha Franklin. Yeah, it says something that we start with Aretha. Yeah. Usually we work our way up to Aretha. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where like, when, when people have like reached the level of being the default answer, it's so hard to be on board, except for her, and one that we'll get to in, in, in a couple songs here. But like, there's there's so few voices that are like are the standard that are also actually really good. Oh uh, yeah, I mean yeah, it, I feel like every Aretha Franklin song it's incredible. Yeah, every cover, every Aretha Franklin cover is incredible. Every time she's come up on here, it's like, oh, we probably don't need to do the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) You'd think so. You'd think so. Oh, this one, this one has a lot to offer. (laughs) This song is so like. Obviously, I've heard this song a million times, uh, and so I haven't really thought about it for a while. But there's so many, uh, so many cool, like interesting little parts that a band can kind of play off of in the song. Oh yeah, picture every rock band like in your garage, just like practicing that riff. Like we're gonna fucking blow the roof off with this riff. Like yeah, all the little pauses and the the like the perform like the vocal performance <laughs> that like we've kind of blasted through a bunch of bands that I really liked a lot. We both liked that were, you know, more psychedelic or more uh, like faster. And they're all doing the kind of their own version of that, like unhinged Mick Jagger, you know, Oh yeah. Ad libbing, you know? Yeah. There, there's a few, uh, I'll, I'll talk about it more openly, I guess, because they were ones we had to cut, but like, they're like, Full, full emulation while still kind of you know being themselves yeah but like fully like i want to do my best mick jagger right now and yeah like, which is really I just get like letting it. loose it makes a lot it's of like sense. letting loose yeah yeah it's like rock and roll scatting we're like you know it's it's not the the kind of nonsense syllables of scatting but it is in that same vein of like i'm just gonna keep talking until i can't talk anymore and We'll see what I said at the end. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not, it's sort of punk, right? It's like it's it's that sort of really old, like they're not trying to sound, they're trying to sound like in your face. They're trying to sound like you know, yeah, crazy. They're trying to sound crazy. They're not trying to sound like they're singing a song all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's such a charge. <laughs> like 
it has that that sensibility of like i don't know i'm going forward get out of my way let's see what happens (laughs) all right we're rolling from there you know another great voice from the era we haven't had a lot of chance to talk about him it's charles wright i feel like this very beginning has been sampled but i couldn't put my finger on it I mean, it would be such a great sample because he's already repeating it himself. And it's like a, such a cool, like, fast break. I'm going to look it up, actually, and see if I can find out. I know he was sampled for... Um, what's the song? NWA sampled it. Is it Express Yourself? I think Express Yourself is him. No, I don't think it has been sampled. So, anybody, producers listening, this is your chance. Oh, yeah, Express Yourself is the right the right thing I was thinking of. And NWA sampled Express Yourself. Mm. So he's not unfamiliar in the territory, but just not this specific one. I love this. It's such a cool groove. This reminds me a lot of, uh, and not not the one that we're about to play, but the uh, recorded Otis Redding version. It it kind of has that same feel to it. Is the really Stones ones have the hey hey hey? I don't think so yeah, i don't think so right i love this recording oh it's great absolutely god adding the instruments really makes such a drastic change <laughs> listen to more charles right i wonder i see he has a uh a here comes the sun i wonder if he was on our episode yeah i don't know yeah he's one of those band leader types where like i don't know what's a song that he made sang produced right just like hired the musicians i have no idea like he was bill withers uh manager for a little while like really a very little while but yeah <laughs> he has such a cool voice oh god i love that it's so good yeah, still at it too at 83 really according to wikipedia we should go see him i would <laughs> i would absolutely go see totally him. yeah oh man all right, the next one. One of my absolute favorite voices in the history of music. And here he is turning it up in a way that he only does every so often. It's Otis Redding. Yeah, live at the Monterey International Pop Festival. I think this is one of his last recording. Now I can't remember. I've watched this... Uh, it's actually on the Criterion. I assume it's the same one. 
but Otis Redding and Monterey is a great watch. Yeah, I picked this uh, this up on one of those record store days, and it's awesome. We listen to it all the time. Yeah, it just, you know, I, I hate the expression, but it just goes. <laughs> like, like, he is so sweaty. <laughs> Yeah, there's a really good uh, version of Respect on here also. Oh, yeah. I love how he just goes so fast. So they they do their... Um, the recorded version is more like Charles Wright? As far as I remember it. But it, it's it's been a minute. <laughs> I love it, how fast it is. It doesn't have the it's urgency. It's like ripping it. Yeah. Hey, that Charles Wright one just like sits in the groove, you know? This is like he's driving through it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he is not stopping for passengers. <laughs> this must have been such an incredible show. Did Booker T, I wonder if Booker T and the MGs still play. You know, that's a, a fair question. I, I have no idea. My guess is probably not, but... That's, that's another one of those, like, band leader type things where I'm like, I don't know what any of those people do. <laughs> I don't know who's responsible for what. <laughs> well, I know they were just like the house band. They are like the Stax house yeah, band, right? Yeah. He's listed as present on uh, on Wikipedia, but who knows? <laughs> Such an awesome little groove. It reminds me a little of Grateful Dead, to be honest. This is the part where he's like sort of regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> cool it down, fellas. Like, slow, <laughs> slow, slow down. <laughs> yeah, he did this as a, uh, you know, a, a return in the favor because he was so taken by the Rolling Stones version of his uh, "Pain in My Heart." Oh, really? Yeah, I just, I just oh, read that. Awesome. I, I love that cover. I didn't know that that was the order. Or even the justification. That's pretty cool. That's so cool. I love our show. I learn things about stuff I like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seriously have so much fun yeah. doing this. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> These two songs I know and love are actually related and not just, you know, tangentially. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. All right. We're going from there. It's our uh, our lone excursion into the uh, Bandcamp universe this week, but figured it, it fit really well here with their, uh, you know, horn usage. It's Pama International. And if you love this, there is a single record remaining. Pama International. Bandcamp.com. Go get it. 
nice right i love the tone of the vocals it's kind of like rolling through it the way the way she does it's so cool Yeah, I'm kind of absorbing it. I, when we were flipping through these, I it didn't hit me as much. It is just like the Otis Redding one. Yeah, it has that same sort of groove. It's just so tight. This is so tight. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. It, it makes me want to go get that one remaining album. <laughs> This is so good. I love it. I'm curious what their other stuff is like. I feel like this is one that actually like understands why they're here. <laughs> yeah. This recording is so clear. It's like really, it's really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Especially coming off of like Otis and Charles Wright. <laughs> well, maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, Pamela International from London. Oh, that was awesome. I love oh, super it. Super cool. So much fun. We're going from there, keeping it fun. How could it not be? It's an incredible bongo band. <laughs> This is one of those bands where I keep hearing how awesome they are. Like, I know Apache, obviously. Yeah. That's kind of all I know. <laughs> I don't know. Bongos are cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel... Do you feel, do you feel really strongly about bongos? <laughs> when I'm in the room with somebody playing bongos, like, you know, efficiently, I'm, I'm into it. I'm way into it. It's yeah, also a really know. fun drum to just mess around with. Well, yeah. I feel like I'm always a little annoyed with Bongo. Really? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why I never checked it out. But I do love, like, I don't know, I do love Latin percussion. I mean, that is a big proponent. A big part of it? Proponent? I know. Component? <laughs> Yeah, it is a big component. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a. So I think it took me a while just to get over it. <laughs> I want argument against it. Yeah, it stays. It's written, man. Lane. <laughs> I love the the jams off of it. I want more bongo in the bongo band. There's so much bongo going on still in the background. Yeah, the <laughs> so solo awesome. is pretty great, though. <laughs> it just sounds like the most fun day of the studio. Right? Picture being the engineer and you're, like, working with some, like... Hard head rock star and then incredible bongo band comes in. And you're like, you know what? This is my vacation. 
There's the bongo I was having for. Time for the bongo solo. Do you think every incredible bongo band song has a bongo solo? Uh, I haven't listened to enough to tell, but they must, right? John, get on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to catalog which incredible bongo band songs have bongo solos. (laughs) Yeah, I need to know the exact percentage. (laughs) Wait, this is ridiculous. this the leader is Michael Viner, who is an executive at MGM. <laughs> oh, well, I see how you get away with it now. <laughs> That's amazing. Ill fated presidential campaign. Oh, you worked what? <laughs> Bobby Ken. Hang on, I skip the word. Oh, okay. He worked on Bobby Kennedy's ill fated presidential campaign. That makes then he more sense. entered the music industry. And then as an executive, he was successful enough to start the incredible bongo band. And when the studio wasn't used, he would just go in and record fun instrumentals and covers. I That's dig pretty that. sweet. I That's love like that. my dream job. <laughs> That's so to be both cool. The boss at a record label and also let you know, let me do whatever I want. God, what a life. You you know it's going to come out Whatever whatever garbage you come up with That's so funny And this is in the days when it was really expensive To record too I love that That was so fun (laughs) From there we are rolling Into a uh, You know garage rock Kind of Psych, you know, late 60s. It's Bohemian Vendetta. Yeah, this is super psych. This was the one we chose. There's a lot of psych covers of Satisfaction out there. Oh, yes. I ton. <laughs> it was uh, honestly, for me, it was hard to, it was hard to pare him down. But this one's really fun. They really play with spacing in the mix on this one. <laughs> this is that like, yeah, 60s psych is... They love the idea of stereo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just picture the guy sitting, like, stoned in a basement playing with the pan knob. <laughs> Definitely. Now it's over there. Now it's over there. <laughs> There's the riff we all know and love. Maybe you have to like, like psych rock. I love it. It's like no so loose. I feel like there's one guy in the band who's really so mad that he's singing it like this. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sounded very stones for a second and then was like, no. <laughs> Hey man, they want it to sound as freaky as possible. This isn't for you squares. <laughs> I've never heard of Bohemian Vendetta. Me either. Apparently they had a you know a handful of almost hits in the, the late 60s. Ran their course uh, by 68. He's doing the. He's definitely doing the, um, the Mick Jagger thing. Oh yeah, but he's he's got his own little you know, psych freak out take on it. Yeah, that's Arthur Muglia for you. <laughs> Just had to say the name. It's a fun name. Although he went by Brian Cook in the band. So <laughs> His name is Arthur Muglia. <laughs> this would be such a fun band to be in. John, you need to move to Philadelphia. We're going to start this band again. Yes. We're going to kickstart it. A uh, Bohemian Vendetta <laughs> cover band. Bohemian Vendetta 2. <laughs> Junior. It's our Bohemian Vendetta Vendetta. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll be the Postal Service, but instead of being the Postal Service, it'll be for Bohemian Vendetta. Yeah, just for this. Yeah. But I've had enough of this for now. Let's get out of this one. I could seriously listen to this I know. Day. That's why I have to stop it. <laughs> That's why I need you, Dan. <laughs> We're going from there to Terry Knight. It has like more garagey. Terry Knight apparently had most of his success, not as a singer, songwriter, promoter, radio personality, but as the original manager producer for Grand Funk Railroad. Oh, I kind of like that all these managers and producers are just other bands. Yeah. And it really is just a blues riff. I, I don't know if I ever really noticed. In uh, 1967, he no, in 68, he traveled to London to try to get a, a deal on Apple Records and got to be there while the Beatles were recording the White Album. Whoa, that's awesome. He was at the session where Ringo quit. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I bet he told everybody that story. Oh, yeah. I like these slower covers of this song. They make it sound crazier. They make the song sound a lot crazier, like more disjointed. Yeah, it there's like an emotional desperation that comes through. 
You know what I would love to hear? I wonder if this is out there, but like, like a real sludgy metal, like, like a doom cover, you know? Yeah, I bet you that exists. Because I bet you there's a lot of people who are like, no, we're not a Beatles band, we're a Stones band, but we do metal. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I didn't find one. It's hard to get. Not enough Doom bands do covers, in my opinion. I don't think they're too cool. I don't know why. I wish they would. There probably is some element of that, like... You kind of lose the cred if you start playing other people's songs. Honestly, though, I think songs between like 1950 and like 1975, that's just slow it down like 50%, you know? And it's like so, they go so hard. It does make a huge difference. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't this sound like way heavier than when anyone plays it fast or regular speed? Yeah, and it's not a drastic change. It's yeah, just, it's just a slower. little slower. Yeah. This is the other cover band we're going to start. Our doom, <laughs> doom metal oldies. Just a slightly slower <laughs> cover band. <laughs> the heaviest cover band in the world. All right. The next one we're going to play is from a band. I had I had difficulty researching. Their their Spotify page doesn't give you a whole ton to go off of, but they're, they're called Bloom. B-L-U-M-E. Yeah, off of this cool album, Solo Discos de Oro, 60 to 70. I don't know 60 to 70 yet in Spanish. Tony, like all of these are so, they all are uh, a little bit in the same vein, right? But they all, I feel like they all take kind of a wildly different take on it. Like even the ones with horns, I'll use the horns way differently. That's true. That part, the drum break though. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty standard for all of them. There was there was kind of a, a trend going even through Incredible Bongo Band, but we're we're breaking out of it. <laughs> like no one does that little saxophone thing. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> this is very bloom. I think this is a cover album. I'm Who looking at it. Yeah, for I'm a me, man. Give me some loving. Hey Jude. House of the Rising Sun, I feel like we're going to have to do that eventually, and it's going to be worse than oh, any definitely. song we've ever done. <laughs> no, there's some good ones. Actually, I oh, just no, I don't. I don't mean quality. I, I mean level of uh, cutting as many songs as possible. Oh, yeah. Everybody has a like version. Jeremy Renner has a version of House of the Rising Sun. <laughs> you and I are going to have very different lists. <laughs> oh, that won't be on mine. 
yours is just going to be uh, every every movie star who's, <laughs> who's recorded to take on it. Oh, I, I honestly, you just changed my mind. That's what we're doing. We're gonna do <laughs> we're gonna do an episode of movie stars covering songs that they probably shouldn't even play in the first place. This is gonna be like when Kiss did the you know a different record for for each member of the band. Oh yeah, we're gonna have our alternate alternate episodes this will be our speaker box love below right. <laughs> all thanks to bloom oh bloom it's so good now this this next one it it really warmed my heart and not just because it's christmas season and this guy is a, a hero come christmas time it's jose feliciano what is his uh christmas song oh come on no, did he do Feliz Navidad? Yeah, John. He's the original? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I just sort of assumed that song always existed. It does kind of feel like that. But no, it's it's an original. And honestly, wow. it's not, a, not a ton of covers. <laughs> like, I have a few. I have a few on my sleeve. That's not, that's, I'll give you a hint. It's not the one we're doing this year. Oh yeah, that's true. That is next week or not next week. That is next episode. But oh, I didn't even realize that this is the police Navidad day. Yeah, there's a spot in this song. I forget how far in it is, but he just starts laughing. <laughs> like the idea that that me, Jose Feliciano, can't get sex. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Oh, oh, you guys. <laughs> there it is. Oh, there he is, yeah. Did you hear instead of the drum break, he did his own little classical guitar thing? Oh, no, I wasn't paying attention at the spot. I was listening for the laugh. I always loved that line. It just it, it takes that. I extra don't understand. Step. <laughs> it's it's basically criticizing advertising that like okay you're you're oh, getting okay. you're getting this message that you can't be a man unless you are dressed exactly like this guy who is the quintessential man. But that quintessential man doesn't look anything like the quintessential man who smokes the cigarettes that are also telling me the same thing. Okay, I thought he was saying literally. That guy doesn't smoke the same cigarettes as me. He's not a man. I, I think it's it's saying that that's what they're being told, and it's weighing on their brain that like they're being torn yeah. in so many directions by the by the the world selling selling masculinity to them. Love it. <laughs> he keeps going for a while there. <laughs> he, he couldn't he couldn't end the song without saying i can get satisfaction anytime <laughs> <laughs> i did notice that <laughs> he's like guys i'm not i'm not leaving this out there open-ended <laughs> jose gets what jose wants yeah don't don't mess around with jose feliciano <laughs> feliz navidad <laughs> <laughs> from from christmas legend to a guy I've never heard of, <laughs> but 
bridging the gap between a, a guy who has one of my favorite Christmas songs and then my favorite cover of this song. It's Chris Farlow. Yeah, this one's awesome. Yeah, I really like this one. <laughs> Oh, he was he was signed by the same same guy who signed the Rolling Stones. Oh, really? That's like pretty contemporary. Oh, his his biggest hit was written by Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, it was out of time. <laughs> the Rolling Stones song was his biggest hit. <laughs> oh, really? They also covered Painted Black, I think, and Ride On Baby. Nice. A lot of, he knew, lot of Stones. He knew what groove he lived in. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I am their friend. <laughs> <laughs> He's crushing it though. <laughs> I know. You know, I never really put the little Richard thing together. That makes so much sense. So weird connection. I I produce and I'm, and sometimes on the uh, the podcast this week in Charles Bronson. Right. The uh, the soundtrack for Death Wish Two was made by Jimmy Page. Really, and apparently, Chris Farlow sang on two of the tracks on that album. Really? <laughs> Wait, why was Jimmy Page involved in the Death Wish Two soundtrack? Because Death Wish was such a massive hit that they had money to throw around, and I think he was he was not really doing anything. I think he was trying to kind of get back into the world in '82 at that point. What is Death Wish good? Should I watch Death Wish? Um, for some reason, the order of operations on that show, we have not done Death Wish, but everything I've been told is that Death Wish is very good. But is it only by the host of the Charles Bronson show? No, like a lot of the people who come on, okay. like that's. <laughs> Like that was their end to Charles Bronson was like okay. Death Wish and the Death Wish movies. Like you those should are... have a Death Wish night. I mean, I don't know that I want to. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're very much like like you know how there's the the kind of the rush of old man vendetta movies going on ever since Taken. Okay, yeah, they're they're kind of in that vein. Oh, uh, all right. We're like, yeah, yeah it's like, you know, take it or leave it, whatever. It's... Maybe I'll let Charles Brompton be. Yeah, it's it's fine and entertaining, but I don't know. It it exists. I I enjoy it. I'm not upset about having to do the show on a regular basis, but it's <laughs> it's hard to recommend. <laughs> there's there's one there's one or two or three or four or five things in every movie where it's like, I'm just gonna forget that part happened. <laughs> Well, he was a guest on our uh, on our Black Sabbath episode early on, right? Correct. Yes, Eric Todd. Yeah, Eric Todd. That's right. All right. Now, without further ado, this is uh, 
this and the Otis Redding one were the ones I had in mind when I said, we're going to do this song. It is Devo and it fucking rules. Yeah, this is by far my favorite cover of the song. It is so good. Which says a lot. I love this song so much. Yeah, everyone does something so different with this song, but nobody does it more differently. Yeah, no one one goes this far. (laughs) This is, I think, what made me want to listen to Devo. God, Devo is so good. Yeah, it's hard, though. It's hard to get into, especially if you've heard Whip It. Oh yeah, whip it! Whip it is a a career changer for them. It's hard to find a yeah. It's hard to find a an in for Devo. But for me, it was this. And this whole album, "Are We Not Men?" We're Devo is incredible. Yeah, I think my in for them was uncontrollable or uncontrollable yeah. urge. Yeah. But aside from that. I think it was actually the the cover we've we've already talked about it on here from the Rage record of uh, Beautiful World. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uncontrollable Urge is my favorite Delo song. Obviously, it's and that's someday yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do an Uncontrollable Urge episode. Oh man, I can't imagine all like the sludge. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. This uh, who's that? Is it Otaki Beaver? That is a Japanese like noisy, like noise punk band that does a cover of it. It's amazing. Interesting. That's for another day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anytime the the prospect of Devo coming back into the world of this show, I'm in. <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. Are there any other Devo covers? I think we looked Did that they up. Did ever cover another song? I think we looked that up before. I don't remember what the results were. Everything about this song is perfect. And like it it both has a reverence for the lyrics and the like the kind of expected timing of it, but also is really doing its own thing the whole time. Oh yeah. So they they have covered, according to secondhand songs, they have fifteen covers. Wow, really? Some uh, some standouts, head like a hole. No, they do not. Do they really? Uh, apparently, <laughs> in no. Yeah, I I did not know that existed, but they also did. You know, itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow pocket yellow polka dot bikini. I almost got through that whole song without messing it up. <laughs> Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them.
interesting. Songs of David Seville, you know, Alvin and the Chipmunks, they did Witch Doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah, that Head Like a Hole is not on Spotify. I would love to hear that. Well, I will uh I will do a search and send it your way. In the meantime, let's hear television. Yeah, there's a television cover live at the old Waldorf. <laughs> the intro sounds so not television to me. Maybe if we get the crowd, you want to go show them? I'll go show the crowd. We'll get them to do that. Where's television from? <laughs> I don't know anything about television, actually. Oh, really? Dude, I don't know a ton about them. But I know they're awesome. Yeah, I know Marky Moon. I love Marky Moon. That's basically it. We were talking about (laughs) Richard Lloyd the other day. We just we cut a uh, one of his covers. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Which one was it? No, I can't remember. He's awesome though. You and I have definitely talked about Tom Verlaine. I feel like it might have been on the uh, Velvet Underground episode. I still feel like I'm not Oh, that's right in Richard Hell Yeah He's awesome too Yeah, I definitely know more about them Kind of anecdotally (laughs) They're like Oh yeah, it's that guy Yeah, it's that guy, right? (laughs) They're they're that kind of band for me (laughs) I I still, like I need to Uh they're one of those bands that I always feel like I'm on the outside of it. Like, I, I know a little bit. I know a little bit of Richard Howe. Wire's the same way. Listeners, I give us a cover that we can get into yeah. television with. Oh, that would be awesome. I wonder if, like, there's a ton of Marky Moon covers. They're just one of those bands where, like, whenever I talk to someone who's just, like, impossibly cool, and I'm like, God damn, you're cool. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you know, my favorite band is television. I only listen to jazz with, with a saxophone in it and all other jazz is terrible. And I'm like, oh, I don't understand, but I, yeah. you seem awesome. I yeah. just trust you. I'll be you now. Thanks. <laughs> That's how I got into the Jesus Lizard. Someone was just so cool, and he was like, "He was like, you gotta listen to Drive Like Jehu and Oh the sure, Jesus yeah, Lizard. yeah." I'd never heard of either one, really. Yeah, Drive Like Jehu, Jehu, whatever. Yeah, my old roommate used to listen to them all the time. It was great. It's it's hard to. So this is 1978. It's not that different, right? But I don't know. There's something about I don't know if I can put my finger on why. But here I'm just like, oh hell yeah, it's television. This is cool. <laughs> there is some swagger to it that I can't quite identify why. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't. It doesn't swing at all. Like, it doesn't have that kind of. It doesn't sound like they're playing a blues song. Like they're just doing it really straightforward, like straight ahead. And it has like it's not a sneer like a it's not like a Mick Jagger sneer, and they're not doing the like Mick Jagger scatting thing. <laughs> yeah, but they have the attitude without any of the flourish, you know. 
Wow, that's that's as good a transition as we're gonna get into the next one. So I wanna I wanna take it because why? Well, also, every good television song is like twelve minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The 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 smooth transition is in how much this next band seems to uh, be. <laughs> Be actively calling out all of the things we just used to describe them for not calling out for themselves. It's Guitar Wolf. Yeah. Their their bio, their opening line on their website says, a lot of Japanese rock and roll fans really look up to Guitar Wolf. Awesome. Yeah, so this is 90s Japanese punk, I guess, yeah. Greaser <laughs> punk. On uh, on Spotify, there's a line in their bio that says, they are rock and roll heroes in existence. Uh, this must be a translation. Well, I, I'm not judging the translation. I'm judging the... If, if someone wrote that for them, great. But could you imagine sitting down and going, yes, us? We are rock and roll heroes. <laughs> the music is very extreme and very loud. Well, I'm all I'm all for the sound. It's the other stuff that I'm laughing at. <laughs> this is awesome, though, right? Yeah, this this looks like you're still playing too. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know where. I mean, they are Japanese, so I imagine it's not local. <laughs> No, yeah, I think I'm making Japan. It's hard to say. They are Japanese, yeah. But, like their album art has this like rockabilly aesthetic. On Planet of the Wolves. Oh yeah. No, these shows, I think, are in Tokyo. Just after this, no, just, just, yeah, just after this comes out. So I don't know if so, there's any. Uh, if we have any Tokyo listeners, yeah, I'm sure you don't to need Tokyo. to. I'm sure you don't need us to tell you about your rock and roll heroes in existence. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're the biggest rock. Yeah, and roll obviously, heroes. guys, we know Guitar Wolf. <laughs> oh my god. All right, I, I want you to make the transition into the next one as abrupt as possible I, I don't even want to say why go now ready? Herbie Three, Man 2, 1, <laughs> Herbie Man we like oh that I was love pretty Wolf. great. I just wish there was a flute that was pretty great that was a really fun transition I, I loved that that worked out <laughs> I'm trying to remember why did I choose Herbie Man after Guitar Wolf I don't know, but I this love it. This may have it. been an oversight. <laughs> I I don't care because I, I mean, Her, Herbie Man is as bossy Nova as they come. <laughs> like, Just wait until you hear what comes next, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a happy accident. You know, if we needed something to bridge the gap, this is it. This is fine. <laughs> nice little, Hold on, right? <laughs> little, little jazz flute. Herbie yeah, is Herbie Man is it. awesome. Yeah, I like this one a lot. <laughs> you know, Which I'm is realizing a, there's a, a new, lot of a new trend for me. That, yeah. This is not something I would have been very into before, but yeah, you know, 
I keep saying it in the in the group chats. Subway Dan loves this shit. <laughs> it's awesome, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Are there any huge Herbie Mann songs that I know? I'm not a big jazz flute fan. So it's pretty rare that I listen to it. I feel like Herbie Mann is on a lot of, like he's a side man on a lot of records. Appears on a Dwayne Allman album. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Although it's an, an anthology, so I don't know really what that means. I didn't realize how much how much bongos there were in this uh, in our show today. Yeah, right. <laughs> Turns out it's a lot. There's a uh, Herbie Mann and Bill Evans trio. Oh, really? I, Bill Evans is one of my favorite artists. Oh, there's a Herbie Mann and Tomiko Jones. I think we've had her show up on this show before. I'm going to save. Should that we get one. into our next one? If you want to introduce it, I will let you because I'm in the middle of uh, browsing <laughs> for more Herbie Man <laughs> shopping, shopping for Herbie Man. I would love to. So I hope that uh, Herbie Man Sherbert palate cleanser did you good because uh, I was I was shocked when I found this. Uh, not me. <laughs> I did not know that on Britney Spears's debut. Uh, second. No, it's not her second. It's really. Isn't it? Oh, no, it's Oops, I Did It Again. You're right. I was going to say on her debut album, Oops, I Did It Again. Yeah, she did. I can't get no satisfaction. I don't remember this at all. I was so surprised. Wait, no. Oops, I Did It Again. Maybe One More Time is the first one. Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, Oops, I Did It Again is definitely the second one. Oh, yeah. Do you think that's what bought her the goodwill so that she could afford? <laughs> this is what she wanted the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're right. It was the second one. Well, like, why do you think she did this? I don't know. She crushes it. <laughs> I like so. <laughs> I would love, like, from a business perspective, I can't imagine you're getting a lot of Rolling Stones fans in 2000. But what you are getting is a lot of parents. Like, who are like, what? Turn this off. They, they want something to relate to. And this gives them a chance to be like, Oh my gosh, that artist that you love and adore right now, they're playing a song that I love and adore. Let me play you that song. <laughs> they destroyed your favorite song. <laughs> they're they're opening the door for a parent-child conversation. Maybe. Which is a thing I fully believe because when she gets to the line about smoking cigarettes, she doesn't say it. <laughs> it's a whole song about like you can't tell me what to do and I can't get anything I want. And then she censors herself, presumably for the gigantic amount of money that was coming her way. <laughs> I... I 
think there's scratching going on in the back. Yes, there is. What's the problem, John? What's... <laughs> oh, yeah, she's changing words. It just, it just isn't there. That that's that's where the cigarette line is supposed to go, and it's just yeah. not there. Hmm. The two thousands are such a strange time. Yeah, I mean, I kind of hate a lot of production from that time. I wonder if it'll like become cool. Yeah, it will. You know, it's gonna be a bummer, but it will. Hard to imagine. I, I feel I my hope is that since new metal is coming back, which is also disturbing to me, yep. it just means that this is gonna it's gonna pass us by and it'll be like another cycle before that like 2000s production gets rediscovered. I don't know. I'm sure you'll get some version of the like an update on it. Somebody like Timbaland will come through and be like, you know, the genius that he is will find a way to incorporate it. And then lesser people will just do the dumb bullshit that he was incorporating. There's a little bit of scratching in the background for the entire song. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the song the needs. Light production that, that this song needs. Yeah. Anyway, let's get away from Britney Spears. Let's go into Amber Clark. I wonder if she wrote about it in her book. <laughs> Just specifically about that. All the dirt on Justin Timberlake. And Satisfaction. <laughs> and then I decided to record Satisfaction. Here's why. I mean, she did have three albums in three years. Yeah, but there's only one cover, I think. <laughs> Where does so Crossroads little come bit... in? Because she covered um... I Love Rock and Roll for Crossroads. Oh, that was a while after, right? I don't actually know. I'm going to look that one up. <laughs> Tell me who I'm listening toxic, to. <laughs> right? Sorry, this is Amber Clark. Uh, I don't know anything about Amber Clark. I couldn't find anything. It's a tough name to look up. <laughs> sure is. This is off of a compilation called Lo Mejor de los 60s. I really got to learn how to say 60s in Spanish. <laughs> uh, and I've never heard of anybody on this uh, comp. This doesn't sound like it's from the 60s. No, so, not at all. And it's off of a label called Marathon Media. So we don't have a ton to go I mean, off. Her top five songs are Don't Leave Me This Way, Return of the Mac, Mad World, Kiss Me, and Your Love Is My Drug. So I imagine it's a lot of covers that sound like this. I'm not so sure. I think this may be this. Yeah, I don't know, actually. Oh, yeah, that's strange. Who is this? All right, what was the the label? I'll look up the label. Marathon Media. Yeah, they're all of Marathon Media. Oh, Crossroads was 2002. So it was three albums and then Crossroads. I love it another one that's like it the the production choices are fascinating i i listened to a lot of covers of this song and i didn't hear very many that sounded like this it was this and britney spears marathon media actually i don't know there's a ton of things called marathon media 
this one that was bought by Zodiac Media in 2008 that appears to be one of those kind of like pay us to make your song kind of things. Oh, it could be. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Did your love is my drug? Return of the Mac, Mad World. Just toxic. Nothing compares to you. I'm a slave for you. I, you know what I'm just realizing? What's that? Is she doing a cover of Britney Spears' version of Satisfaction? Could be. <laughs> Maybe that's why it stuck out. I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics. <laughs> Did she also wear a too tight skirt and you can't tell her? I wasn't paying attention. Who or whatever. I'm lost in this uh, this base. All right. Well, before I fall into the Amber Clark hole, <laughs> what a sentence. Uh, so this uh, fascinating, fascinating. Yeah. Now we're going into somebody who had a uh, you know a fair amount of success in their early career. It's Samantha Fox. Yeah, what is Samantha Fox really big for? Um, I basically know Samantha Fox as a person that a lot of people like 15 years older than me point to as being very attractive to them when they were kids. <laughs> Yeah, I know Samantha Fox is in the back of magazines. You look at all the merch. There's a lot of Samantha Fox posters. Oh, really? <laughs> and t-shirts, yeah. Her song, Touch Me, I Want Your Body, was a top 10 hit in, looks like, 86. Hmm. I like, I like, some of these are a little bit in the same vein as that, that, uh, that, that 90s Swedish like Black Sabbath album, the cover album. Oh, yeah. It's just like so of the time. It's like this is so 80s. I don't know what. It's 80s pop, I guess. Oh, it, it's definitely 80s, just that. Early 90s. Yeah. So much going on. I <laughs> oh, it's I, I like it. I think it's, it's fun busy. To to. Yeah. It's like hard to talk over because there's yeah, there's a lot going on. The synth sounds are so crazy sounding. It see that's the thing that's gonna come back if it's not already. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's going like it, it's going to show up in like 
not to use the postal service as an example again, it'll show up in bands like that who are like, no, see, it's cool. God, I forgot about the saxophone. I think this is a saxophone. You I know, think that might also be a synth. Yeah, in the 80s, it could go either way. <laughs> oh, amazing. Okay. Again, this this uh, this may be one of the highlights of this one. I know every song in here is like absolutely incredible, untouchable. But our uh, Britney Spears, Amber Clark, Samantha Fox block... Uh, is hard for me to look away i like <laughs> there's so much there's so much to hear there yeah i mean I, I think we uh we went in the right order to uh go through that one but now it is time for a return to japan with sheena and the rockets yeah this was new to me i'd never heard of sheena and the rockets it's really cool though like kind of power poppy oh yeah And like a distorted saxophone. Yeah, this, this is a vibe I had no trouble getting into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this, isn't there another band called Sheena? Sheena and the something? When you you asked me that before, and it did what sound... Did, what did you say before? <laughs> I thought that was the first time I asked. Oh, I'm thinking Sheena's a punk rocker. Oh, just the song. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's a uh, it's Japanese Elvis Costello. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Even with the look, <laughs> like in the sound. I mean, it... oh, there's some cool. Uh... There's some cool Spotify playlists. Uh, I don't. They must have. You know, it was like generated spotify playlist i can't read it because it's in japanese but didn't we do something by finger five yes what was it it's all in japanese i i don't or... remember why we found them but we uh we definitely talked about some other jackson five stuff on one of our monthly look back episodes oh okay i think they sounded familiar yeah, we we, we found them on our know. on our show, but I forget why. But we I've I've listened to them a lot since. They're so good. Yeah. Oh, they do the Batman theme. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody who, a potential guest, 
think, who wanted to do uh, like te- you know covers of theme songs. Oh, that would be fun. Gotta remember who it was. We might have to crowdsource that one. I feel like that's one that has a lot, like so many different shows, so many different like versions of I different know. things. So I I didn't tell you about this one beforehand, but I feel like it's a good time to drop it in. There's a link that I sent you in the Zoom chat. We have a mess singer. I'll try again. I I'll I'll edit. That's fine. Oh boy, we got Squiggly Monster. Yes, Wayne Brady is very confused about who is behind this mask. Well, now I know it's not Wayne Brady. Yeah. Past winner, I think, Wayne Brady. They're always so impressed. I bet you when you're there, it is the coolest thing, like to see this like thing jumping around and like sorta hitting notes. Like it, it, it probably hits a lot harder in person. <laughs> but like Ken Jeong is like freaking out at every. I will say the judges are very annoying, but they are very good at what they do. <laughs> uh, do, can you can you help me guess? Um. Like, give me a category or a hint. I, a, I got nothing right now. A legendary stand-up comedian who recently passed in an untimely way. Red Fox. No, a much a much younger man who who died. You know, Jimmy Kennedy. I think immediately post uh, COVID. I think was was when this guy uh, died in a hotel room after banging his head on something in a just unfortunate oh, no. freak accident. Oh, Bob Saget. It's Bob Saget. Oh, he has a nice voice. Yeah, I, you know, not not good, but, you know, serviceable. It's the kind of thing I like seeing on that show where it's like, you know, he jumped out there, gave a bunch <laughs> of fun performances, and then, you know, whatever. He knew he wasn't going to win, then we had fun. I was just telling my kid that we saw an ad for that. And she's like, what is that? I was like, that's the mass singer. Dan <laughs> loves the mass singer. <laughs> I, I have, uh, you know, I, I might not be at love anymore, but I still haven't really? missed an episode. It's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of run its course. 10, You're falling 10 seasons, out of love. 10, yeah. Do you need to go back and do a rewatch? I mean, I would. <laughs> I, everyone would be like, "What's the appeal when you already know who everybody is?" But like, I didn't know who half of them were the first time, so who cares? Well, if we do, if we do, we'll do our our fifteen minute uh, reaction, perfect episodes, our our bonuses, you know. Yeah, that's right. We gotta we gotta do something for the people. <laughs> Join <laughs> us on Patreon. We'll do something for you. <laughs> <laughs> the next person that joins will do something. Yeah. Now, this next person is, uh, and we've had the opportunity to talk about her a ton, but it's it's Cat Power. Never never upset about talking more about Cat Power. Yes, Cat Power does one too. Off the same The Covers record where we talked about Sea of Love. Yeah. It's our, it's our Cat Power month. 
She put out that she put out that Dylan record, and all of a sudden, Cat Power's back in my life. <laughs> Swear, all these are so different. I'm surprised that this wasn't the big like Sea of Love is great, but I'm surprised that this isn't the one that kind of broke from that record. I wonder if it's because, like, I don't know if people really knew Sea of Love. Like, I think that brought that song back to a lot of people. Oh, so it, it has that like it might be original quality to it. That's how I felt. I don't know. Maybe I'm projecting. That's how I felt. I thought that it was like, uh, yeah, I had to look it up to find out that it was a cover in the first place. <laughs> it's on the covers record. I just assumed. Yeah, but I think I heard it on the radio. <laughs> oh, okay. I think it was actually getting radio play at the time. If I remember right, this is a uh, download blog find for me. Oh, maybe. I miss those days. The download blogs were great. But it can't be a man because it doesn't smoke the same cigarettes as me. I love how quiet they are. Oh, yeah. Just fearless in that, like, I'm just going to sit here kind of way. Well, yeah, she strips all of the Mick Jagger out of it. It's got that like, kind of like dingy Western feel to it now. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't really think about it, but it's like, it, it is interesting. Like, yeah, she, this may be the only one that really stripped everything out of the song that is known yeah. for, you know, it's like just the song as it is pretty bare bones. I guess there's like necessity to that because it has to fit the vibe of the record, but like, I don't know what serves what. Is it like, I'm going gonna, gonna to do a version like this and then I'm going to make a record like this? Or is it like, well, the record sounds like this, so I can't like go nuts on a satisfaction cover. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine Cat Power doing a Mick Jagger? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to imagine. It would be fun. <laughs> I think it's cool because it strips it all the way back and it like really puts an emphasis on the lyrics. Sounds like Jewel. Yeah. A little. That's not a knock. That lady won the mess singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little. Yeah, why is I don't know. I can't while I'm pondering that. You want you want to roll into our uh, second repeat in the last uh, two episodes? Yeah, we got yeah, we, we got more from it. We got more of the heptones. Sure do. Now, why is this? Is it just that like when somebody's singing sort of one note, like sort of a they sound like Jewel, like that two thousand singers. It could be. I mean, I think th- there's a lot to that era where it seems like people are trying to hide that they're good. I think this is later Heptones. Last Heptones was, I think, 69. Does it say when this one's from? Um, it's off of a, a 
like a comp, like a very generic comp. No, but I'll look it up. It's the dub. Featuring General Trees. <laughs> for reporting for duty. can find some like an ultimate reggae cd from 2005 <laughs> not out of the question maybe but why would it be there i do not know interesting listeners tell us <laughs> Answer the question for us. Alright, let's roll out of this one. So curious now. It's in the Trojan... must be like a b-side or something interesting yeah i don't know so strange so that was that was the heptones who i'm sure is not the last time we'll hear from them on this show but i want to i want to spend more time with this next one it's phoenix city all-stars and freddie notes yes off of i love the opening horns on this Yes, that's right. Scottisfaction. I was going to make sure I didn't talk over you saying that. <laughs> hey, you think you're going to get away without a ska cover? This is like first generation ska. Oh, this is all Stones covers. They do a play with fire on here also. Little yeah, Red Rooster, old, Sweet Virginia, Time is on my side. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of Stone songs on here that I love. Wild Horses, probably my favorite Stone song, as oh, uh, apocryphal as that seems to a lot of people. Gosh, this is uh, Happy People Records, the same label. Oh wait, yeah, we had them already. That, uh, that, Pama that was Palma International. International. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. Satisfaction, but I try. Yes, I try. 
That old sky is so cool. I'm glad that somebody's still doing it. I assume this is kind of newer. Hard to tell. I don't know. I can't find a lot about this band. This, this came out in 2014, but as we've learned with a lot of Scott stuff, that's never the most... Uh... <laughs> it also came out in 2012. It's on here twice. <laughs> yeah, I think... It's a lot of covers. It's, it is all from the 2000s. I mean, this is all Stones covers. Every every song on here is a Stones cover. Yeah, but there's one for The Clash. I don't know this other one is. A lot of their albums seem to be covers. And then I don't know who, who they are. Count Basie? That can't be right. That can't be it. Maybe. <laughs> No, that is a. <laughs> I love it. This is yeah, just UK All Stars traditional ska band. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna listen to more of that that record. <laughs> In the meantime, yeah, I want to check out this Happy People records too. And another record that I am going to uh, spend some time with, not just for its uh, Stones covers, but it also has a few others. Uh, the, the the album is called Rare Mexican Cuts from the 60s. We're listening to Los Epsons. Yeah. Oh, this has Los Los Johnny Jets on it. They are awesome. Mexican garage rock is awesome. Yeah, that's a genre I'm happy we've stumbled across here a few times. It's definitely a little more straight ahead. You didn't find anything else out about this band, right? The only two no. songs on Spotify. Yeah, they only have two songs on Spotify. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Mexican rock and roll band formed in Agua Prieta, Sonora. Early 60s. Oh man, cool. Got a lot of albums. Their, their town had a preference for ranchero music but they were playing this instead and developed a following outside of their town. That's awesome. I love Ranchero music too. What is Night Train to Memphis? Isn't that uh, Aretha? Um, I don't know. Best Train to Georgia is... Uh, 
Is that what I'm thinking of? A different person. <laughs> All right, from Los Absens to Nina Pinta. Guess what? Bongos. <laughs> Gotta. Nina Pinta and his bongos and his congos. The guy everyone wants at their party. <laughs> he brought his bongos and congos. Night Train to Memphis is definitely a song, <laughs> but I can't tell you. Oh, Midnight Train to Georgia is what I was thinking of. Last Train to Clarksville is what I was getting it mixed up with, which is a monkey's song. Latin jazz is also awesome. This is from the Philly Sound. You ever hear of them? No. That Philly Sound. I mean, the, the Philly Sound just feels like a thing you can't just name yourself. <laughs> well, you can email them at thatphillysound at earthlink.net. Oh, at Earthlink. Seems legit. <laughs> Are they still putting stuff out? 2019? They put out a Paul and Oates album? That can't be right. I mean, it's all Philly. Oh, really? Yeah, Hall and Oates is a Philly band. I didn't know that. Yeah. You should hear them talk. They sing beautifully. You should hear them talk. <laughs> I Until I got to know you, Dan, I never really noticed the Philadelphia accent. Oh, I, I don't have it. If you're... No, 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 no. Not from you, but before I got to know oh, you. Oh, I was going to say, if you put I me... I never really I have, paid attention I have a, to how I have people a little talk. like kind of pronunciations, but not like the full accent. Side by side with... Uh... Oh. Who's the one who has the, the YouTube show? I think Daryl Hall has the YouTube show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they come and play at his house. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. It is... Such a like I don't know how that show is a thing that anybody watches, and I've watched it repeatedly. There's some really cool stuff that happens on that show. <laughs> All right, from there we're going to Philippe Crive. Crive. <laughs> Cry Valley? Well, I just, I noticed the uh, potential Spanish and the double L and... I thought this one was pretty cool. This is a cover album. Sultan's a Swing, Layla Hurt, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Light My Fire, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff a lot of people like in middle school. But I thought this was interesting. I never... I don't really hear any other ones like this. Yeah, there wasn't really a lot that came along in this vein. Looks like maybe he's from Brazil. Oh, is it Portuguese? 
It's really unique, right? Yeah. Let's get out of this one. As much as I'm enjoying it, we are at the end of the show, basically, and I want to get to the end. <laughs> There's so much cool stuff. Now we're we're back in some blues territory with uh, Junior Wells. Very blues. <laughs> is another all stones covers album oh bobby womack does it's all over now on here that's cool i don't know junior wells very well i don't actually know a lot about blues music uh, but he's a Chicago guy. I think he's one of those, uh, you know, buddy guy kind of era artists. I was at the record store in my neighborhood. Is that uh, the one I was telling you about? Um, Let's Boogie Records, and they have a whole Chicago blues section. It's just like a pile of old. Chicago blues records they've had sitting around for like 50 years and I was like man I would like to look through that but I also don't know what I'm looking at <laughs> yeah that's the thing I would, I would want to be able to like you know just you know jump to a track and see right see what it is pretty cool but we saved the best for last year Dan Oh yeah, you think so? <laughs> Definitely. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and and say we're gonna play play into the break with this one because yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit, but I don't have a ton to say. <laughs> it is Vanilla Ice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's playing Bloomington, Indiana. Oh yeah. All right, Mister Van Winkle. <laughs> It's also been a hard sample yet. Yeah, where does this fall in his career? Like, did did he have the money by '91 to be like, you know what, I'm doing the Stones? This is his live album. Ah, look at that. <laughs> That's what everyone. Was but it wasn't live. For. This was like the B side at the end of the live album. Oh, this is like, oh, we're gonna buy it for the new song. <laughs> And it has satisfaction on it. You know what I say. Do you do you think there's any redeeming Vanilla Ice songs? I mean, who's to say? <laughs> What's your top Vanilla Ice album? Uh, I I couldn't I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> 
I have zero frame of reference for that question. You know what's crazy is that do you really have one album? I, I guess it's possible. He had to be extreme. I mean, he definitely he had some immediately stuff. Immediately followed it up with a live album. He had some of that like rap rock shit though. Well, yeah, but let me before that. Hey, this is Dave from the Rank Bank. And this is Dan from the Rank Bank. Be sure to check out our show. What's it called again? The Rank Bank? The ra- oh, yeah. Hey, I just said that. <laughs> we originally started this when uh, the sports world got two new team names, and we said, hey, let's make a four-part series where we rank sports team names for all four sports. Yeah, we then went on to rank 15 new things, and now we're on to season two. <laughs> I mean... We just love ranking stuff. I, so, I really do. I, I, I research heavily into every single one of our topics. I know. So you could hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Both of those are the underscore rank underscore bank. Give us some suggestions. Maybe we'll rank them for you unless they're stupid. Yeah. And then we'll rank them for you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so check out the rank bank. Wasted Robot Network every Monday. We are back. So, uh, aside from from Vanilla Ice, I assume that's your favorite. What are the what are the standouts? What are the what, what are you coming What are you coming back to? What 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 brought you in a new direction? What what what, what do we got? Uh, it's so hard because I I loved I really really loved every single one of these songs. Maybe not the Britney Spears one, <laughs> but every other one. I, I really, really loved. Uh, and so like, I can't listen. I can't say I'm going to like, Oh, because of this, I'm going to check out more Aretha. Um, yeah, that's true. It's like, yeah, well, obviously. Yeah. But like I, Charles, Wright, I think for sure. I'd like to check out more of that. Oh, that is worth it. Yeah, definitely do that. Same with incredible bongo band. Yeah. Incredible bongo band is one that I'm like nervous I'll get really into it and I'll have to start telling people like, oh, yeah, I've been listening to Incredible Bongo Band pretty much on repeat. <laughs> no, but you don't understand. you got to listen to Incredible Bongo Band. <laughs> that was me with ABBA for like the longest time. And it took a long time for people to be like, oh, I, I see what you mean. <laughs> well, it's time for your next cultural project. So maybe that's it. Maybe they are that. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's always Devo. <laughs> They'll get in the way. They will distract from go. any any new direction <laughs> I'm intending to go. I'll just keep coming back to Devo. Yeah, I the Guitar Wolf is the other one that I'd like to hear more of. Like here's oh, some more Oh yeah, Wolf. definitely. Maybe Sheen and the Rockets too. What about you? Um I think we're pretty much in the same place. Eventually I'll I'll actually get into television. So like maybe maybe this will be that. We'll see. 
but that would be great i mean the the soul is hard to uh hard to break from with this we're like you know that aretha franklin charles Wright otis redding run is like i know <laughs> you know like I'm, I'm not super inspired to go in any other direction when you have the best of the best <laughs> available i know i know well the you know like just as a general uh category like the the psych stuff the bohemian vendetta some of the ones that we cut terry knight bloom like those were awesome i don't know if i'd go seek those bands out specifically but i'd like to hear more covers like in that style well the the two actually that i did save albums from as we were browsing around and talking I, I did save the Herbie Mann and Tomiko Jones album. And yeah. I also saved that rare Mexican cuts from the sixties. Yeah. That's mostly stones covers. That's awesome. Yeah. The, um, I, I swear I keep coming at those lost, lost Johnny, Johnny jets. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. They come up all the time when I'm looking for, uh, for covers and they're really cool. Interesting. That's a good call on that comp. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot that I I came across that I think will lead me to other bands more like more than liking what we heard it will lead me to other bands. Definitely, like I'm, I'm going to listen to Satisfaction, I guess, but yeah, you know, at least once through. Yeah, that happy was it happy people. Yeah, yeah, that that label seemed really cool. I'd like to check them out some more. I know they're on Bandcamp. Well. We'll have plenty of time to do it because uh, you're pretty well prepared for <laughs> what we're doing next. We're we're into the the Christmas special. It'll be out at a, you know, not the regular time for those regular listeners. It'll be out right before the holiday instead of right after. So we will have uh, a little extra time after that episode to do our best of, and you know who knows maybe it, maybe these make the best of as uh, things we've learned this year on that part of the best of, but. Before that, what are we doing for Christmas this year, Jen? You got to pick last year, Dan. You picked White Christmas. It was super fun. But this year, I'm going a little more modern, okay? We're doing Wham's Last Christmas. Of course My favorite, (laughs) at least right now, my favorite Christmas song. It will be the first time Taylor Swift makes an appearance on our show. Uh, Is that true? I'm pretty sure that's true. I I was sitting at a Christmas party over the weekend and I heard that version on like the, you know, the TV radio station or whatever. I didn't know it existed prior. And I was like, oh, yeah. John, what did you, <laughs> what did you do to me? <laughs> That's old Taylor too. Yeah. I, I, I have been hunting We're we've got some real, some good stuff in here. 42 so far to pare down. That's nothing. I think we'll find a lot more over the next uh, week or so. Oh, and it'll yeah. be fun to, uh, yeah, it'll be we fun can... to, to really find the gems. I, sw- I promise you, I've already found enough for an entire episode. So right now I'm looking for, <laughs> I, I believe that and then we, can, that... <laughs> we can comb through all the Christmas commercials and pull out all the other ones. I think that stuff, I think I'm going to find a lot that you like. 
All right. I hope so. There's already We're a few that I fun. love, but I'm not <laughs> sure how much I actually like the song. So we shall see. Well, by the end, you're going to love it. It's forced. You have to. That's true. Go that, through an hour and a half of this without love. That is the arc of every song on this show for me so far. I was like, <laughs> really? 96 Tears? Oh, actually, I love this song now. Oh, yeah, and it song was rules. our most favorite <laughs> or most played episode of the year. Right? So yeah, there you go. I was wrong. <laughs> And yeah, and while we're doing this, we gotta we gotta put together our, our best of list. I I have yeah. all my albums, my favorite albums from this year that I listened to. I gotta go back and skip through them and make sure yeah, that I, I got my. I fell my off list in the summer, together. so I got a little bit of research to do. I know, and I know, and my my personal top tracks of the year. Very excited. Yeah, this will be this will be good. That'll be out right before the new year, and then this will be out right before Christmas. So look forward to an altered schedule slightly, and then we'll be back to regular scheduled in the new year. But until then, we'll be back in two weeks-ish with Last Christmas. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts. Give it away.